0: All right. we've been dealing on the subject of increase and for the last so many weeks I've been talking about repentance and belief because everything starts with that. So, in concluding last week we said something. I said, nothing changes unless I change. So it all starts with me. Somebody say, it all starts with me. So I should stop blaming all others around me for whatever I am... experiencing in life and point my finger at myself and say I need to change not my husband not my wife not my in-laws me somebody say me Me. so it all starts with you that means it starts with taking responsibility it is the way you look at things and the way you you interpret things and the way you um, experience, you know, let me rephrase it. The way you look at things and the way you, uh, you assess things and the way you, uh, you interpret that makes you want to blame others. But you never seem to take responsibility and say, I am responsible, I've got to do something about my life. Why is it that liars always attract liars? Why is it that if you're one of those persons in the company or in your, in your organization or even in the church organization who is always a complainer and a murmur, you seem to gather and pull people that do the same. It's not the devil. It's something in your spirit. It's something in your heart that is causing those vibes to attract such people. The change has to begin with you and with me. If I am not seeing positive results, it's not because of the circumstances, it's because of something in me. Come on, if you agree, say amen. Amen. If it's hurting, say ouch. All right? But I want to make you understand you and I are responsible for our own lives. And it's only when I realize or a person realizes that they're sick. that they say, I need to do something about it, and they go to the doctor. Is that correct? But as long as they say, oh, that's the problem there, this is it, and they remain where they are, there is no diagnosis and there is no medication. So first and foremost, we need to understand if increased has to show up in your life and it is not manifesting, there is something that has to be adjusted, realigned, and made right in my own life. Stop blaming everything and all around you and start looking at your own life to begin to begin the change. Say amen. So, my friend, repentance starts in the mind. That means in your thought. Right? And it affects the heart and produces a change with evidence. It starts in the mind, which is your thought. It affects your heart and produces a change with evidence. Therefore, The conclusion is this the way you think has to change before there can be any real change thinking the process of thinking is where in the mind so this morning I want to show to you show you how important your thought life is okay because everything starts with a thought and how do thoughts start suddenly you get a thought or many times thoughts are induced by what you hear come on listen to me very carefully thoughts are induced by what you hear this is why Jesus said in Mark chapter 4 verse 23 he said if any man here hath ears to hear let him hear if any man has ears to hear let him hear and he said unto them take heed what you hear pay attention to what you hear okay now why because what you hear affects your thought life. That's why the the first thing you do in the morning when you wake up is not turn your television on. The first thing that you do is not look at the news. The first thing that you do should be to open the Word. Listen to something from the Word. Listen to a sermon. Listen to a Word. Listen to God's Word because the first things that you hear... For some reason, this is how we're designed, usually what we hear first and think about in the first hours of waking up is what remains uh, in us through the day. Have you ever noticed suddenly you wake up with a song in your mind and you start singing and it's not a godly song, it could be a romantic song. And I'm not saying romantic songs are sinful unless they're sung to people that are not, I don't have to complete the sentence. You got the message, right? Right. You sing a romantic song to your husband or your wife. That's great. I mean, that's good. But when you start with a song and, you know, yeah, my wife is telling me, tell them it's your, their own wife, not somebody else's wife. <laughs> Correct. You're right. You're right. So that remains through the day. So you can see the impact the words have. You'll be unconsciously humming that song through the day. You know, So the point I'm trying to make is this, that it's very important the early hours when you wake up, the first things you hear is turn on something in the Word or open your eyes and start reading the Bible. Let something be induced into your mind which, are, which is of God, the right thoughts coming in. Why? Because the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 23 verse 7, For, he, for, he, uh, for as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As a man thinketh where in his heart. So when the word impacts your heart, hallelujah, when the word impacts your heart and your thought and your heart are aligned, now it begins to have an impact on your action. And you begin to live the life that produces the increase in your life. Say amen. My friend, this is important because what you think is what you will believe. What we believe is a result of what we think. See, So the more you play that in your heart and in your mind, the more you begin to believe it. If your thinking is wrong, your believing will be wrong. If your thinking is wrong, your believing will be wrong. See, many times, the moment you wake up, you start talking about COVID and the number of deaths and how vaccine is not working and some people are dying. Hey, you need to know all that. I'm not against that, but let that not be the first things in the day. Let that not dominate your thought life. What should dominate your thought life are the thoughts of God. What should dominate my thought life should be the Word of God. That's why I need to take initiative. This is what it means by taking responsibility. I take responsibility about my own life. See, when I don't take responsibility, I let somebody else speak into me. And that means it could be the news. It could be the bad news. It could be a a horrific news. It could be a song or a movie or something which does not induce healthy thoughts or does not induce and help me to think the right way. And I can start the day with a negative mindset. But when God's word comes in, I start the day with a positive mindset. Come on. I start the day with a winner's mindset. A victorious mindset. I am more than a conqueror. Yes, the symptoms may be persisting. But I start the day off by saying, I was healed by his stripes. Hallelujah to Jesus. I cannot be defeated. I am a winner and I will, in, I will win in life. In the days of famine, I shall flourish. These are the thoughts that must be processing through your mind. And that's what you must be thinking. And that's what should be dominating your thought life. Because what dominates your thought and your heart is what directs the steps of your life. Say Amen. Your thinking is what shapes your belief system. Amen. Listen to this carefully. What you believe is what you receive. What you believe is what you receive. And mark these words you don't receive what you want you receive what you believe those are profound words man very important you don't receive what you want you receive what you believe both riches and poverty are the offspring of thought I don't know you better take notes fast this morning these are very important statements I'm making both riches and poverty are the offspring of thought what we think And how we think play a major role in creating the life we live. What we think and how we think play a major role in creating the life I live or we live. If you want to change your life, if you want to change your life, don't try to change everybody around you. Change the way you think and the way you look at things around you. Stop blaming everybody and anybody around you. Something has to change in me. Why? Why is it that people don't love me? Why is it that people don't want to spend time with me? Huh? Because every time they come, you may not realize, but the way you speak, the body language you have, and the way you interact with them are putting them away from you, are keeping them at a distance from you. So the change is not in them. what, What wrong have I done? This is how we ask ourselves. What have I done? I've only been blessing them. I give them money. I give them food. I give them this. Then why are they not coming? Something is wrong inside. Come on. It's don't try to point your finger at anybody. Point your finger at you and say, hey, I don't know where I have to change, but Lord, help me. I want to change. I want to be loved even as I love them. Come on. I want them to talk to me nicely as I talk to them nicely this is the principle of what sowing and reaping I hope you're getting what I'm saying so begin to think and believe increase don't begin to spend more time on stuff on articles and magazine articles or books that talk about how terrible everything is and how worse it's gonna get no in the midst always remind yourself I am supposed to flourish come on say that with me say it again despite the circumstances I am supposed to flourish according to the word he went through the famine but he came out very rich in silver In gold and in cattle glory be to God he went through the famine but he came out a hundredfold richer I am supposed to flourish say it with me say it again so begin to think and believe increase the Word of God has been given to straighten our thinking don't read the Bible for just for the sake of reading and just for the sake of knowledge but read it to change you. Let it speak to you so that the word is correcting you, the word is impacting you, and the word is causing a change to be manifest so you're aligning yourself with the word of God. If our believing is wrong, our confession will be wrong. And that means the way we say things will be wrong. See, everything starts with the thought Say amen. What happened? The prodigal son, when he came to the pig's pen, the Bible says, he came to himself. That means he came to the point of realization. Where do you come to the point of realization? In your thought, in your mind. He came to the point, he said, this is not right. This is not how I'm supposed to live. That's the beginning of the turning. So unless that realization comes, nothing is going to change in your life. So we need to come to the place where we're saying, I am dissatisfied with where I am. Now, the reason I am in lack is different, but I don't like living in lack. So if I don't like what living in lack, don't blame anybody, but start doing something in your own life. He said, I will get up from this place. I will go to my father. Who's taking responsibility here? The prodigal son is taking responsibility and saying, I'm going to do something about this. So whatever you don't like in life, if you want to see a change, then you take responsibility and say, I am going to take some action about it from this day. Say amen. Amen. Church, I've been saying this and I will continue to say it. The reason I asked every one of you to maintain our daily routine is for what? So that if, see, if you're satisfied where you are, the daily routine is a drudgery. That means you don't like to do it. But if you're dissatisfied and you say, I want a change. I want improvement. I want increase. I want to grow. If that is genuine, then you will get up. He doesn't know how the father is going to treat him. When When the father sees him, whether he will say, get out, I don't ever want to see your face, get lost. Or whether he will receive him. He said, I don't care. I am going to take the step. I'm going to take the risk. I trust because I know my father is a loving father. Maybe he will receive me, but he may not receive me as his son. But at least I'm going to beg him that he will receive me as his servant. But The point is, he took action. What action are you taking? Are you just coming to church every week, listening to the word and saying, that's a good word. I think I was inspired. It was motivational. If that's all the word has done for you, you're not going to change. The inspiration and motivation has to go a step further to make you act on it if there is no action in, associated with the motivation and inspiration you will be where you are but if you want to move out from that place when you where where you are dissatisfied i don't like to be here i want to get out from here nobody need help you you need to take the step and the holy spirit is waiting to help you come on amen god wants us to realize that it is my responsibility to bring about to take the first step For this change. Say Amen. So, if our believing is wrong, our confession will be wrong. That means what we say will be wrong. That's why the Bible says in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34. O generation of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak good things? Wait a minute. You're filled with what? Evil. How can you speak good things? How can a, 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 you know... An orange tree produced mangoes. It's impossible. Why? The DNA is different. Inside is different. If your inside is corrupted, if your insides are evil, you can never produce good fruit. So the work has to start first on the inside. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. So he says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What is the heart filled with? What kind of thoughts are filled in the heart? Because as a man thinketh where, where, where? See, he said, murders, adultery, evil spring from inside. See, the inside is corrupted. The inside has to change. The you on the inside has to be transformed. That's where the change has to come. That's why the proverb says, the book of Proverbs, Solomon said this. He said, guard your heart. For out of it. Flows life. Guard your what? Your heart. Because see, as I said, thoughts are induced by what you hear. And what you read. And what you see. Thoughts are induced by what you hear, what you read, and what you see. So be careful. It's not, oh, if I see this, God's going to send me to hell no god doesn't have to to have to send you to hell you are making your way to hell you don't need god's help to go to hell do you know that you don't need god's help to create your own hell right here am i getting through to you you don't need anybody's help it's your thought process if it's not guarded by what you hear what you see and what you read can take you on the path that can corrupt you and destroy your destiny. Young man, young woman, listen to me. Don't be under peer pressure to be accepted by your peers and do things to please them and to be accepted by them and thereby destroy your life and your destiny. Don't get involved in such things. Don't be involved in looking at such things, in reading such matter, or being involved in those actions they'll destroy your destiny. God has a great destiny for every one of us. But you know, that's why you need to be among people who speak life, who speak positive life-giving words. You must be among people that speak wisdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So all things hinge on your thinking. Can you... The point I'm trying to make is this. Your thinking is very, very vital and important. Your life is shaped by your thought life. Joyce Myers once said this. She said, you cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. That's profound. You cannot have a positive life with a negative mind. Therefore, my friend, to experience... The increase that the Lord has promised us. We need to work on our thinking and bring it into alignment with God. Our thinking has to align with God's word. That's the reason why for every born again believer, there are two scriptures that are very important. Number one is found in Romans chapter 12, please. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And I'm going to read this in three different versions so that we can get the right, the entire import of this. Alright, King James reads like this. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Mark those words. But be, what? Everybody say transformed. Changed. Changed. By what? By renewing your mind. This is a job. This is an exercise. This is a discipline. Your mind will not be renewed automatically. Your mind will not be renewed at the pace at which it should by just attending church once a week. It's a consistent, continuous process. You have to keep abreast with what the Holy Spirit is saying and always work on aligning yourself with the Lord, what the Lord is saying. You know, many young people... After they graduate, they say, enough of studies. I'm not going to touch another book another day in my life. Those people have sealed their future. They can never grow. You take any worthy profession, for example, or a, not a worthy profession, just a profession. If it's a profession and uh, you are on the cutting edge, if you're a doctor and you're in a partic- particular speciality, and in the high, uh, you know, and uh, they are supposed to keep abreast with all the new discoveries, inventions, medicines that are coming about almost every year. To be effective and to be able to do good for people. They cannot be ministering, administering to us by what they learned 10 years ago. Because all the medicines that they had with all the different names at that time may not be available now. Am I right? Let's take, for example, a pilot. The pilot passes the exam, gets a commercial license, and the pilot is flying. Every, I'm not sure whether it's every year or every two years, they have, to write an exa- they have to go through an exam again. Every person that wants to be successful in life will be a, will be a reader for life. You can never stop reading. You can never stop gaining knowledge and aligning your life to know what is happening and work in that framework. Are you with me? So also, when we come to the Word, when we come to our life in God, we have to realize this transformation is a process. See, I am transformed to the degree of the revelation I have. Are you with me, everybody? See, I was born again, I was a child of God, I was Holy Spirit filled, but my mind was not renewed regarding healing and how to use the word of faith for healing. But as I exposed myself and my heart and I began to receive the word, what happened? The word began to renew my mind and transform me to the point of, my re- of the revelation I received. And then I could take a stand and say, I was healed by stripes and I was healed somebody talk to me amen are you getting what I'm saying able to understand you know so we need to understand the transformation is limited to the revelation you have this is why you need to hear the word every day not once a week every day my friend listen for the sake for your sake we have our podcast we have podcast which is only 30 minutes I think 28 30 minutes listen to it every day and I'm not saying don't listen to other preachers, but wait. I want you to listen to me because I'm your shepherd. Let me tell you, no other man of God in this world prays as much for you as I do because you're my sheep. So you need to hear the voice of your sheep first and then you can hear others as well. Because everything you hear from others, must you make sure that it is in line with what is being taught in this house. Unless we're teaching heresy. Come on. Amen. So listen to it every day. Something good will definitely manifest. I mean, you know, um, I won't name the sister, but you would know who she is. This sister listens to what I preach every day. Every day. She says, I go for a walk for 25 minutes. I'm on that. I listen to your word, Pastor. And then I'm driving in the car. I'm listening to you. And you know what? She has amazing testimonies. Not because I'm the only anointed preacher, but because I am her shepherd. So the shepherd, the sheep is able to hear the voice of her shepherd and as she follows that, she's getting blessed. Come on. I have another sister who works in a bank and she says she has to travel about an hour, hour and a half every day one way by car to get to our bank because it's outside the city and she says every day every day going and coming I'm playing your record pastor and just recently they came and said pastor we have been blessed with a farm we are working on the farm we are really being blessed immensely Wait, wait a minute it's not magic I'm not talking about magic and I'm not talking about instant miracles are you with me I'm talking about transformation it's a process You plant a seed, it takes time for it to break forth and become a shoot, come out, germinate, shoot, come up, and then become a tree and begin to bear fruit. There is time in it, involved in it. So as you listen to it, see, in your daily routine, I would advise you to put in half an hour listening to the word every day. Half an hour. And see what happens in three months. Three months. And listen to the same message at least six times or six days, okay? And see how it's going to impact your life. Because unconsciously, what happens when there is time for you to make a decision without knowing the decision is based on the, tr- from a transformed mind, a renewed mind, and a transformed heart. And so it's always in line with what God wants and God desires. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. So remember. Renewal of the mind. See, transformation comes about by the renewal of the mind. Let me read that same scripture in the New Living Translation, which gives us a little more understanding. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of the world. Wait a minute. If you're genuinely born again, you must be water baptized. If you really love the person, then take the next step and commit your life to that person to be married. Don't live together. Oh! I, you know, this is modern term, way of thinking. I love you, but I find it difficult to make a commitment. What nonsense are you talking about? You want to have all that happens in a marriage, but you don't want to commit your life. That is not how it works. That is not how God initiated it. Make the commitment and then have a reminder. I have a ring. Sometimes you can be carried away. So it's always good to have a reminder on the hand because you're walking by and somebody says, wow, you look so handsome. Oh really? I look handsome, and uh, and then she's half-clad. You know what I mean? Half-clad, just a little bit of exposure. You're looking so great, man. You're handsome today. You look real good. Can I serve you some coffee? See, but this thing helps remind you. There is somebody I've li- committed my life to. Don't listen. Listen to this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. What do you say? come ye out from among them so customs and behavior talk about the lifestyle practices rituals that are involved in the life you lived before so when i believe christ and i receive him into my heart i take the step and i go into the waters of baptism now that's a declaration there is a mark there is a line that is drawn i cannot go back to follow those customs, to be involved in those rituals, and to do things that I used to do because now I'm married. To who? To Christ. So, so, so he says what? Do not be conformed. Let's go back. Do not, be, do not copy the behavior and the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Wow, hallelujah. Can you see the power of thought? I said, can you see the power of thought? Hallelujah. Say amen if you're getting something out of this. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. After being born again, the most important job of every Christian is to purposefully and intentionally work consistently on transforming your mind transforming your life by renewing your mind through the Word of God the Word is the final authority say amen Amen. not the opinion of a denomination not the doctrines of other denominations not the opinions of your parents or grandparents the Word is the final authority that's the kind of commitment God expects from each one of us see but many of us are dilly dallying. we want God we want to put one step there and one step here sometimes we want to please man so we participate in stuff that is not of God the old rituals the old stuff that we're involved in but then when it is convenient we want to come back here and get all the blessings of God so we want one foot here That does not work. That's why he said, come ye out from among them, and I will be your father, and you will be my people. You cannot claim to be his people if you're still following the customs and rituals and and behavior of the world. Say amen. Amen. Let me explain further because I'm reading from the message translation. Now this is a very important word, I mean scripture and passage of scripture that you need to really study and meditate on because it's so important to shape your life. Message translation reads like this, Don't become so well adjusted to your culture. (laughs) Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it even without thinking. Wow, that's powerful, man. Sometimes you don't even realize, but you're fitting into everything of the old, which is ungodly, what you used to be before. He says, Don't become so well adjusted to your culture and to that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God, and you will be changed from inside out. See, when I fix my thought, when I fix my attention to God, and let the word come into me. The change begins where? On the inside. So he says, you will be changed from inside out. Really recognize that he want, what he wants for you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. God is always working to make you more mature and become more successful in life. Say amen in the kingdom of God my friend remember you live life from inside out that's why it all starts from inside and that starts with the thought okay because the kingdom of God why because the kingdom of God is within you why does it start from inside and go out because the kingdom where is the kingdom the kingdom is inside you Luke chapter 17 verse 21 reads like this neither shall they say lo here or lo there for behold the kingdom of god is where come on within me within you that's what the bible says the kingdom of god is within you so when the kingdom of god is within me i need to start working upon the inside first and how do i do it with the thought and the thought should be induced by the word of god hallelujah so let me just come quickly complete this before I close for today. It says in James chapter 1 verse 21, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superflutive of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word. Receive the word which is able to save your souls. Now what is the soul? So the mind is a part of the soul. Thought is a part of the mind. Come on now, amen? So the word is what will help you to change your soul change your thought life your thinking that's why i began to say your thoughts have to be induced by god and his word by the holy spirit hallelujah i said hallelujah amen look at what it says in the new living translation says so get rid of the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of word, the the word God is planted in your hearts, for it has the power to save your souls. Glory be to God, my friend. The mind has to be renewed, to think and believe according to the word of God. My mind must be submitted to God. My mind must be influenced by God and His Word. My mind must be induced with godly thoughts. My mind, because it starts with the mind, then goes into the heart. How did I get saved? I heard somebody preach, which affected my thought life first. And that thought went into my heart. Now belief began to be generated. And that's when I acted and I got saved. Say amen. Amen. So, we have to think like God thinks. Our thoughts must always be in line with God's thoughts. Let's stop there for today. Did you get anything out of that? Hallelujah. So, what is your takeaway for today? My thought life has to change. I am responsible for my life. I should stop blaming others. If I want change, it starts with me. And I have to start that change by what? Inducing thoughts that originate from God and His Word Into my mind Expose myself to God's Word Expose myself to God's worship songs Expose myself and be in the right atmosphere Hallelujah Glory be to God To be in the right atmosphere So I am impacted by the right thoughts Don't waste your time by sitting around with people that are complaining, murmuring, grumbling, and talking negative about others. It is not going to help your life. Even if it's a fact of life, you are not going to benefit. Well, that man is really evil. This is what he did. This is bad about their organization. This, and somebody is talking and you're letting that go. Say, hey, how is this going to help me? No way. What I'm hearing is going to generate a negative vibe, a negative thought pattern against somebody I don't even know. How is this going to help me? Cut out, cut it out. Walk away from there. Say, sorry, I don't want to be part... I don't want to participate in this discussion. watch out for complainers watch out for murmurers watch out for gossipers they are destiny destroyers they are destined hey do you know she wore that sorry how expensive that is you know her salary how could she get how is that going to help you if she's doing something wrong she will pay for it why do you worry about her worry about your own life This is why Jesus said, before you tell the fellow, let me pull the speck out of your eye. Pull the log out of your own eye. Don't talk about others. Don't pull others down. It doesn't help. May the Lord give us wisdom today to let us make a decision, a routine, daily routine. I talked about it. What did I say? Listen, One of the things, listen to the word every day. Every day. Every day. That's a daily routine. Just like... Reading the Bible is a daily routine. Praying is a daily routine. Listening to the Word is a daily routine. If you're serious about increase, And let us begin to yield ourselves to the Holy Spirit God that He may move us and guide us in the right direction. Amen.